if you can identify, if your business is such that you can identify the prospects that you want to be in front of and you know them by name, well, you've solved a, a problem that an awful lot of businesses would really envy. Hey, friends, it's Steve. Want to know how a $5 book lands a $5,000 client? I've recorded a 15-minute video showing you our magnetic author method. It's up now at magneticauthor.co slash video. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and uh, this is a pretty special episode. I think we're on episode 229, so I want to thank you for listening. Um, when I first started the podcast, I committed to doing this for a decade. I said, if I'm going to start, I'm going to do it for the long haul because I know that's where the results are. And uh, here we are in uh, the beginning of, of uh, 2021, and we are over four years now in the journey. And, and uh, it's been fantastic, transformed our business, really simplified uh, my own marketing and follow-up and content creation. Uh, anyway, thanks for being here and a part of the journey. Uh, today, I want to talk about a question I got from a client. And I think this really kind of points out an important distinction for different businesses. And so this particular client, great guy, uh, we've been working on a book for him. And he is in a kind of a local service business. You know, he's a, a real technical expert at what he does. And he works with other businesses within a certain kind of geographic area. So he's not targeting the whole world. You know, people really need to be in a pretty specific geographic area for him to be able to help them because he's got to go physically on site. And uh, he only works with businesses and, and then he's narrowed that down further and really only certain types of businesses. And so he was telling me on, on the call that, you know, he was a little bit frustrated in what had, you know, been the performance of his website. He wasn't getting a lot of traffic. Um, he was investing in SEO and just wasn't seeing it pay off. And I can understand the frustration. You know, we started talking a little bit about it. And I said, you know, really, the the problem is that your market is so small and well-defined. And I don't mean small in a bad way, but it's very targeted that doing something like SEO or even, you know, online advertising for like, on keywords and things like that, it might produce some results, but it's going to be the hardest way to go about it because probably aren't that many people searching for his specific thing, you know, within that geographic area. And then uh, he told me he'd built a list. He'd kind of painstakingly hand built a list of all of the people that he thought were prospects within his geographic area. And it was only about 500 people, you know, which is probably plenty to keep him busy for a long time, but it was only 500 people. So online, if you think about it in any given day, how many of those 500 people are searching for what he needs? Probably not very many. To compound it, he's in the type of business where he primarily gets calls when you know some triggering event happens. Prospects don't often call him for, for uh, preventative work. It's often reactionary. And so all of that kind of combined led me, and he was asking me, well, what, what, what are all the different things that you do? You're writing the book for me. What else can you do? Can you help with the website? You know, some of these other things. And I got the sense he was looking for somebody to take over this internet marketing that he was doing. And I think my answer probably surprised him a little bit. I said, you know, I actually don't think that you should be doing much internet marketing. Do you need a website? Yeah, of course, because people are going to want to go see. Should you do some basic SEO? 
you know, he was telling me what he had done and he'd probably already done enough, you know, so he didn't necessarily need to invest in any more, you know, do some basic stuff there. Would online advertising work? Probably not, honestly, but he had this list and, you know, I, I told him, you know, you've, you've kind of conquered what most people are trying to conquer. So there are two types of prospects. My buddy, John Curry talks about this. There are two types of prospects in the world, the ones you know, and the ones you don't know. And if you think about it, the world really divides into those two categories. And with the ones you know, you're trying to communicate with them and compel them to do business with you. For the ones that you don't know, you're trying to get to know them, right? And so if you can identify, if your business is such that you can identify the prospects that you want to be in front of, and you know them by name, well, you've solved a, a problem that an awful lot of businesses would really envy, you know, that being able to solve that. Uh, for a lot of businesses, it's very difficult for them to see who their prospects are. But if you're in the kind of business where you can really clearly identify them, and then you can go out and build the list yourself, and you know who they are, now you've got a lot of very powerful options available to you for marketing. And so I want to talk about some of the tools that I would use in, in these two situations. And so you've got a situation where you know who the prospects are and, and, and the other situations where you don't know who they are. Another way to think about this and, and where you know the, the similar kind of separation exists is if you're in a transactional business, often you're looking for a big volume of of uh, leads and prospects. And to get there affordably, often you're going to turn to the internet. And if you need that kind of volume, you're probably in a market that, you know, that can generate that kind of volume. On the other end of the spectrum is uh, a real relational business where you're looking for that small number of really valuable leads and prospects every year. And in that case, again, the internet might not be the best place to turn. So let's kind of look at if you're in that kind of business where you know who your prospects are, where you can build that list, what would you do? I really go back to really three tools. The first one is, and I've written articles about this in the past, I've said before, if you had to remove every other marketing tool that I had in my arsenal and you only left me with one, what would the one be? And it would be a newsletter. And it would probably be a paper and ink newsletter that I physically mailed because that'll have more impact. Um, but it'd be a newsletter of some kind, some regular communication. You know, so we do this podcast, but it ends up in a email newsletter. We do a printed newsletter to people who are in our pipeline. And um, in fact, this is a you know copy that we did last year. Um, we mail that out to our clients and people in our pipeline and, you know, centers of influence, referral partners, people like that. Um, why do we do that? Because, again, it, it keeps us front and center for them. And so that'd be the first thing that I'd use. The second thing that I'd use would be a book. And the great thing about a book is it allows you to open doors. So even though you've identified, you know, let's say in, in this client's case, he's identified 500 people. He doesn't know them all. He didn't have a relationship with all of them yet. And so now the job is, okay, you know who they are, but now we've got to get them to know you. And a book is a great way to open the door and, and give yourself instantly that leadership positioning, that authority positioning, you know, and, and it works really in tandem with whatever you're going to use for your drip marketing, you know, whether it's um, a printed newsletter, whether it's a podcast that's, uh, that, that, you know, then is emailed out, uh, no matter what that is, 
Those two are going to, you know, you need those two things working in concert. The book really is great at opening doors, and then you need something to stay top of mind. And the thing that kind of plays in the middle there is your network where they can introduce you and refer you to these people that you've identified. You know, where most people go wrong with their referrals, the very first mistake they make is they don't know who they want to be referred to. And then the second mistake they make is they don't have an easy way to do it. And so when you put all three of these things together, you know, and you've got your network and your relationships, you've got this list that you've created, and hopefully your network is relevant to that list or related to that list so that the people in your network can introduce you to people in the list. Well, now you can go to those relationships that you have and say, look, I'm, I'm trying to get in front of these people. I think I can help them. And oh, by the way, I wrote this book that I think will really transform the way that they're doing things. And I'd love to, you know, be able to send them a copy, you know, through you or send this to everybody, you know, in your network who is a fit for it. And most people are pretty open to that because it allows them to give value to the people in their network. Because you're really specific about who you want to get introduced to, you're getting introduced to the exact people that you can help. So you're targeted. And then you let that newsletter kick in. And there's lots of ways to create the newsletter. You know, um, email newsletters work great. One of the reasons that, that I recommended a print newsletter to uh, this particular client, they said he'd been sending out an email newsletter that they've been doing in-house. And the last one they sent out to these 500 people, he said, we got three unsubscribes and zero clicks. Often what that means is that the content of the newsletter just, it isn't resonating for whatever reason. It's not relevant to the people that you're sending it to. And, uh, and so we discussed, you know, hey, why don't, why don't you try going offline and uh, putting in some other types of content, not just about your business? Because he's dealing with prospects that are of a high enough value, it made sense to do that in addition to what he's doing uh, with email. I wouldn't abandon the email marketing side of things, but uh, you know you certainly can enhance it. And then if you want to take it to kind of an even higher level and accelerate getting in contact with these prospects, then the next thing that I'd do is I'd create a podcast for that industry. And then I'd start reaching out and asking those prospects for interviews, uh, becoming what I call uh, the success journalist for the industry, you know, where you're going and saying, hey, I'm interviewing all the most successful people in the industry. And, you know, your name came up and I'd love to interview you on my podcast, you know, that's featuring all of these people that, that you might know in the industry. And they're going to say yes, because it's flattering and, and you know, they, they want to be recognized. And so you begin to now have a, a very strategic way to go and build relationship with people. And so if you're in that kind of a situation and you're running around trying to do all this internet marketing stuff, which is all great, but it, you know, like any strategy, it has a place where it fits and you want to make sure it fits in your business. And so you've, if you've been pounding your head against the wall, trying to get all of that to work and frustrated that nobody's coming to your website and you're investing all this money in SEO or advertising and all these other things and it hasn't worked, well, it could just be that you're trying to apply the wrong tools to the problem that you actually need to step back and say, well, I can identify who I, who I need to be in touch with. I'm in more of a relational, less of a transactional situation. And let me leverage these tools. You know, let me lean on my relationships and get introductions. 
so that I'm constantly getting deeper and deeper and deeper connected into this network of, you know, this list of people that I want to do business with. Let me put a book together that's going to allow me to scale the delivery of my ideas and my expertise that that are really going to transform the way that these people think about the issues that I help with. And then let me create some form of a newsletter, whether it's online or offline or both, you know, and uh, whether there's a podcast in the mix or not, that allows you to go out and get in front of these people on a consistent, regular basis, month in and month out. And the minimum you should be sending that is every month, minimum. So um, if you're in that kind of a situation, that's how I'd approach it. If you know you have questions about how, how to uh, apply that to your business, reach out, send me an email. Um, happy to help you. You know, certainly we've got some uh, some services that can support and help you execute on some of those things. But um, but you know we're not the right fit for everybody. So you know, reach out and we can certainly have that conversation if uh, if you're interested. Anyway, I hope that's helpful. And uh, if you got questions or comments, please leave them below. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, you can always email me at steve at unstoppableceo.net and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. Help others discover this show. Leave a review and rating on iTunes at unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes.